So I had an opportunity to interview the creators of Hack Motion Technology. It's a technology that uh, measures wrist activity in the swing. Um, they've been doing this in golf. They're bringing it to baseball and softball. I'm excited. This is going to be a great product and help us to better understand proper wrist activity, which is something that is not talked about enough in our game. Check it out. This is it. If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG Plus, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. How you doing, everybody? It's Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. Our guests are Addis Hadmanis. He is the CEO of Hack Motion, a PhD in electrical engineering, and the mind behind the, behind the brand. And we have Reinhold Pirax. He oversees coaches communication, product development, marketing, former national team player for the country of Latvia. Welcome to the show, guys. Pleasure Great to, to be, be here. here. All right. So all the way from Europe. So tell us, tell us a little bit about, a bit about Addis. Please t walk us through, um, you know, how you got started in developing technology for player development in golf and, yes. and why. Yeah. So the, the origins of the idea and the company actually doesn't really uh, kind of root from golf. So we, we uh, just got together a couple of people who got interested in what we can do with, with modern sensor technology regarding measuring movement and, and how, how we could actually help uh, people to learn different kind of physical activities faster. To, to say limit the learning curve for, for any kind of physical activities. And uh, we, we saw from the technical point of view that uh, the tech is there, that the modern sensors are, are uh, in terms of accuracy and what they can measure way beyond what's used in, in actual products that we can buy like Fitbit or, or your mobile phone or something like that. So the capability is there. And the question is just about how we can actually build an actual product that is useful utilizing this tech. And that was what, what uh, got us really interested into the field, uh, being also sports enthusiasts and, and uh, then looking around different sports. Uh, golf uh, definitely is, is one of the, uh, I would say, uh, 
the most technical uh, of the sports, one of the most technical ones. Mm -hmm. And we see that the industry has embraced the technology, I would say, faster than any industry out there. You can even take like NBA or, or NHL or any of these, these super big, big, well-known uh, uh, sports industries and, and they haven't really embraced the technology as fast as, as even like amateur golf coaches and, and so mm -hmm. on. And, and the same we are actually seeing for, for baseball as well, that, that uh, for some reason uh, players and coaches are more keen on to, to kind of involving the technology in their daily work and, and kind of making the most of, of uh, what, what's uh, possible out there. And so yeah, that's how we start. I, I, I agree. So, so the company is called Hack Motion. Um, yeah. you, you right now you're serving the golf industry uh, with a explain to explain to our audience exactly what the product is, what it does, where does it where do you put it, where does it go, and is that and is that a question for for Reinholds or or what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so basically it's a very simple, very lightweight wrist sensor that goes on your lead wrist, which for a typical right-handed golfer would be the left wrist. Mm -hmm. And uh, it weigh, weighs very little, so it's uh, less than two ounces. Mm -hmm. And uh, it measures everything that you're doing with your lead wrist. So in golf terms, uh, those are, there's extension and flexion of the lead wrist, yeah. which means if you put your wrist flat, if you move it, uh, the hand, the palm up or down, that's flexion extension. Mm -hmm. And then if you move your kind of thumb up and down, then that's radial and ulnar deviation. Mm -hmm. And then it also measures how fast you're actually rotating your, uh, your arms. Right. So, uh, and uh, based on this data, then uh, the, the coach or the player can analyze it and understand which parts, uh, let's say he can compare them to professional tour players and see, okay, what, what the tour players are doing and what the player is doing and find the mistakes and then correct them. And of course, uh, you know, uh, measure as you progress. So every lesson you can take uh, a measurement and see if you are uh, getting closer to where you want to be. And so that's one thing that it's yeah. data. And then mm -hmm. the other is very interesting that we also have this uh, biofeedback feature, mm -hmm. which means that the sensor uh, provides an audio signal uh, so it's, it plays a sound when you are in a desired wrist position. Uh, let's say at the top of the backswing in a golf, uh, if your wrist is, let's say, flat, then uh, you turn it on and it will give you a signal when it's flat. Or let's say you cup it too much, then it will give you uh, no signal. So that's a type of feedback which helps you to improve faster. Okay, so I'm glad you said that. So you use the word cupping. You said if you cup, if you cup it too much. And cupping yeah. is a, cupping happens to be a golf term. <laughs> cupping, and I think it's what? Bowing and cupping, right? Yes, in golf you'd say bowing, cupping. Mm -hmm. Anatomically, cupping would be called extension and mm -hmm. bowing would be called flexion. Right, I, I want to make sure we clear that up because when we start talking about baseball, I want to start talking about some similarities in what the wrist needs to do in the baseball swing mm -hmm. that are very similar to what the wrist have to do in a, in a, in a golf swing. The problem that I'm that I'm seeing, um, one of the problems that I think uh, half motion will help us to be able to solve in baseball is that there's not a whole lot of information out there on um, what the wrist has to do, what wrist activity looks like. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, if you, even if you went to YouTube, you'd find, if you, if you put in the search terms, wrist flexion and hitting, wrist flexion and baseball, you know, fl- uh, flexion, extension, pronation, supination, ulnar and radial deviation, you put all those terms in, you're not going to find a whole lot of top uh, topics, but, it, but you'll see so much on, on golf. And to, to your point about how golf is more technical and so technical and the slightest little move in the wrong direction in your golf swing can totally alter your, your, your golf swing. It can totally alter what you're doing. So I think um, having this type of technology is going to help baseball and softball players and coaches to be able to hone in on the one of the most important parts of the swing, which is how the hands initiate barrel speed. Mm-hmm. which I'm sure in golf, it would be the hands initiating club speed. Am I right? Uh, yes. And it's uh, both, it's two things. It's one is speed mm-hmm. and the other in golf is club face control. control Since yeah. uh, in golf, it's, uh, you know, one or two degrees can send your ball uh, into water hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, a lot, lot of work goes also in just making sure that uh, you are very consistent in uh, controlling the club face. And of course, mm-hmm. the wrists are the only thing that is really in direct contact with the club uh, when you're in your with your hands uh, then uh, then uh, that, that's a huge determinant of how good your club face control is yeah and maybe i would like yeah. to build a bit on on top of what you said like what kind of uh, uh, kind of knowledge is available out there what you can find so yeah. so far and and this is a really good point that i would say uh, what we have really kind of noticed in golf is that the tech is actually kind of the, the driving force for research and looking into actual biomechanics and, and what is like cause and effect of, of different kind of patterns in movement. Because mm-hmm. before you could actually measure it accurately, there's, I would say, just an opinion. So if you are a really experienced coach, you have seen like tons of students, tons of different cases then obviously you kind of de- develop your sense and, and and some sort of knowledge around what you want to achieve and and what, what happens but once you actually can measure it uh, these things speed up really quickly and and we have seen that that a lot of these tech products have been kind of driving factor behind all kind of new studies in golf. You're taking the, the force plates, for example. So, so the ground forces, which is uh, becoming bigger and bigger thing in baseball mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And the same regarding the ball flight patterns, like TrackMan and these kind of devices, yes. have really game changers <laughs> in the industry. And and that we we really see that uh, what what we are interested in uh, are in golf or or baseball or any other sports coaches who are really willing to take this extra mile and and kind of experiment with this and can establish uh, the, the the actual theory behind it because before you can measure it, it it's really hard to kind of uh, get uh, some some exact uh, ideas on on uh, uh, what to do what to measure how to improve with the data that's a great point and you know it's funny um Pretty much every piece of technology that, that you've named in terms of measuring and creating a, some type of a, a tech, technical uh, assessment has come from the sport of golf. So TrackMan, a golf company. Uh, Rapsodo, very popular in baseball, a golf company. Um, Blast Motion, very popular in baseball, a golf company. 
Um, I've been working very closely with Swing Guru uh, in developing uh, instructional video content for their for their platform on the softball side. Um, and I've been using the the uh, the, the uh, centerless camera to, to, to measure uh, just different movement and different links and how to, how the body links together, sequencing and everything with with uh, with them. And then Body Track for Ground Force. I'm sure you guys are familiar with all those brands. Um, and Body Track has now made uh, within the last year a longer mat for baseball players. So the original golf mat was 45 inches, and then now the the actual baseball mat is 60 inches to to um to uh, to uh, account for the stride of the hitter um but what i wanted to get into also with you guys was the fact that when you're hitting a golf ball this is going to be the biggest difference when we're measuring um what the wrist what wrist activity looks like in a swing we're not only measuring what the wrist action looks like but if you can talk about when the wrist does what because it's, it's about the timing and what part of the swing does the wrist actually change how are we able to quantify that? How are we able to see that on your on your interface to say, okay, my wrist, I know my wrist needs to do this. I know my wrist needs to do that. But how does the how does the software detect what part of the sequence that the entire body is in the swing to know that the wrist is in the right position at the right time? Yeah, so regarding this, what we have done in, in golf and what we are now working actually and are, are very close to, to releasing in baseball is that we do what we call automatic swing detection. Mm -hmm. And so this doesn't involve just kind of detecting the impact, which is the easiest part. We actually do a whole lot of, of kind of uh, processing and analyzing of the movement before and after the impact. And it, it, it goes uh, all the way into allowing us to detect when the actually movement of the swing starts. So uh, basically when you start the backswing in, in, in uh, golf or, or the same in baseball, that's been different in baseball. You don't have these big backswings, mm -hmm. uh, but basically you have st uh, the, the starting of the movement once you are already at the top, but still you have sort of some loading a bit before the hit then we detect the, the transition moment in golf, which is when you are at the top and start the downswing. Mm -hmm. Then we see all your movement through the downswing, we detect the impact, and then we look even what you're doing after the impact. And so once you do an actual swing, uh, then the system automatically detects uh, the swing and it can mark these key positions in, in, in uh, uh, the swing and, and automatically update, for example, tiles in the software which shows the, the wrist angles for each of those positions. Also put the graphs if you are one willing to look into like real details mm -hmm. and also mark on the graphs those key positions. And so actually in, in, in the baseball, uh, what we are currently looking on are, are uh, around six positions. So starting from the swing, once you start to, to go towards the ball, impact right after the impact till the, the follow through. So that is what we're working on to detect them automatically. Okay, good. That's great. So I want to say this. So, and, 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 hopeful, and I, I'm hopeful that I'm, that I'm going to be a part of the um, the, I guess that the, the beta phase of the development of the product for baseball and softball, that's, that's kind of what, I, what, I'm, what I'm interested in doing. And uh, one of my, I guess one of my uh, thoughts is 
because in golf, the, the, the main difference, golf has so many similarities to baseball, obviously. And most, you know, most racket sports, um, in most racket sports, golf, cricket, tennis, baseball, softball, um, the, the ball is changing where it is, right? Mm -hmm. In golf, the ball is always in the same spot. So it's pretty much, we're kind of repeating a movement. It's a repeatable movement that has to, has to be repeated, right? Um, but in baseball, let's say the strike zone is is like a tic-tac-toe board of nine boxes. That pitch or that ball can be in any one of those nine boxes, right? And moving and breaking on an angle, either down, away from the hitter, into the hitter, down and away from the hitter, down and into a hitter. And in softball, it even goes up <laughs> through a rise ball. So um, I think, is this, is this some kind of, have you guys thought about how you wanted to address the variables that happen in, in, that, in, those, in, those, in, those, in that sport, in that, yeah. in that way? So, yeah. so w w one thing that you have to kind of remember regarding the golf is mm -hmm. that even though, yeah, the, the situation at the start of the swing is relatively static, uh, but actually there are many kind of swings, even mm -hmm. the, the starting from the, the very small putting strokes, mm -hmm. uh, ending to, to hitting driver and so on. So the, the, there's definitely not one uh, single movement pattern that you would look into the golf. And, mm -hmm. and that's actually what we've been working mostly in the golf is, is finding different kind of patterns for different okay. kind of players that is, is suitable. And, mm -hmm. and I would say the biggest difference maybe is that in golf, you can uh, slowly can choose which kind of pattern you will use because depending on the situation in the field, so it doesn't change by second. Uh, mm -hmm. So you decide what kind of swing you're going to hit, then you kind of focus for it and do it. And uh, in baseball, it's, it's a bit different. So you have to decide in split second and, and do in order to, to kind of hit the ball, uh, what, what's appropriate. So in that way, I think that uh, kind of having really dialed movement for each kind of swing that you're supposed to take mm -hmm. uh, is, is even more essential because basically you don't have time to kind of think about it. It has to be trained really, really uh, well for you to be able to perform it in, in, uh, in that split second. So just decide what type of swing you're doing and then, then performing it. Um, I'm wondering, are any of the metrics um, hand speed is hand speed one of the metrics that you guys are measuring? And is, is are you able to determine what the club head speed would be as well, based on the based on what the wrists are doing? Is, is yeah, that something so, that you're doing? Okay. So we've been playing a bit around with that, mm -hmm. uh, but we are not actually right now offering it in, into our software. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, because it will definitely be an estimate of the actual number, and so right. we right. want to put out something that is not really reliable. And uh, there are plenty of other other systems that that uh, help you to to figure out your swing speed, the launch monitors, and so so on. Uh, and, and yeah, but we, we are definitely looking into this and, and for us, one of the problems is that even from those couple of tiny sensors on the hand, we can get like ton of data from that. 
and and the, the main thing and and we see a lot of products provide large number of, of uh, uh, kind of data points that you can measure but the the actual problem and and the, the main trick is to figure out which metrics are relevant and how to apply them and so we are trying to double down on the the main metrics we see that give the biggest influence rainfalls can definitely add on this and and kind of work together with the coaches to kind of provide framework uh in, in what to actually do in lesson and how to apply the text for it to be beneficial okay great so reinholds this question is for you as a as a as a as a player um a former national team player for the country of latvia how do you see this product how would you use this product or how are you using this product to develop and get better and improve as a training device not just a way of assessing what, what's happening okay we're assessing it this is what's happening this is what's not what's happening this is when it's happening but now how how are we using this product because i just want to get better i want to get feedback in 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 my lesson in my training program uh in real time with my coach without my coach with my with my tablet i'm assuming it's is this Windows based or is this uh, tablet uh, app based? It's both. Uh, we have both Windows software and uh, Apple iOS. Oh wow! So you can use it on iPad, iPhone, uh, both. So uh, I think the, the key thing using it uh, for improving is that it gives you confidence that you are doing the right thing. Because one of the most frustrating things is, especially in golf, I think before you can get better, you have to maybe get uh, worse because you have to change what you have memorized. And often you are in this, let's say you have the suboptimal motion, mm -hmm. but you can uh, like make the ball fly in golf. And you're hitting, let's say you're hitting it uh, 100 yards. But initially when you, when the coach will tell you to change something or, or you will see in the data and you take the first swings, then you're suddenly you might see a bit of a drop because you're, you are not used to this uh, new motion. Mm -hmm. And then you often a lot of players they just uh, want to make the you know uh, best hit possible at that time, and th the app gives you data of what is actually your wrists are doing. Mm -hmm. And let's say uh, you need to change that angle of the wrist, but that will mean that first ten swings will be worse a bit. So the app gives you confidence that you're on the right path. Mm -hmm by giving you the data that actually your wrist is moving now in a better position and just some other other things need to adapt. So uh, it, it removes this frustration that you are not, maybe the ball is not flying as good as it uh, was just uh, a minute ago when you were doing it with your old swing. But if you continue working on this, it, you're on the right track. So it gives mm -hmm. you this uh, really confidence. And the same way, it's uh, this audio signal, which we call biofeedback. But when you're changing something, you always have to exaggerate almost the motion. It feels very, very weird when you're changing something. Yeah. And, and when it's uh, in golf, you often call the difference between what's, what you feel and what is real. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're in a lesson, it's, it's almost impossible when the coach tells you, you have to do this much. And you are already almost like saying, come on, I'm doing it. And you say, no, you're not. Look at the data here. You're not there. Right, you're not right, there. Right. And then when you are actually there, then the signal turns on. The music is playing. It's like this angels singing sound. And you, mm -hmm. and you say, okay, now you're getting there. 
and it really gives the confidence uh, the player to understand uh, how to make that change, how to get into that uh, new position. And it, it, it removes that uh, frustration when you're saying, I'm already like changing it while you film it or you look at it and nothing has almost changed because you have to really feel exaggerated. It has to feel like crazy different sometimes to make just because you have such strong previous automatic, this uh, muscle memory of what you're doing. You'll be maybe hitting one way for five years mm -hmm. and now when you're trying to change, it will take uh, maybe a month at least of mm -hmm. trying and it will feel weird. And this data will give you confidence that you're on the right track. Do you find that the most elite athletes are better at that in terms of having an awareness of where their body happens to be? Like for me, I, I find that the most elite athletes have a skill of being able to, okay, I know where my, where my hands are in space. I know where my wrists are in space. I know when this is happening a little bit more, have more of a sense of, a, of awareness of my body. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's, and then, the, the, and then the players who you're like the young, the younger players maybe, or the players that aren't as experienced, who don't have the awareness, what the technology will do is it will help them to have a better sense of awareness of where their body is. Do you find that? Yes, uh, th th that's exactly what we find is often that uh, you could call it maybe kinetic intelligence that uh, uh -huh. uh, these uh, people uh, uh, who are like really that. good at uh, body. Uh, awareness, they can make those changes relatively quickly. But this gives actually those who maybe are less naturally aware of what their hands are doing, what position they are in, gives kind of external objective data. Uh, and, and that often uh, helps uh, them to improve. We've ha had people who've been using the system, they've, they've said like, they just, you give them to work with it for 10 minutes on, on the driving range in golf and they, they say, wow, I've been trying to get into this position for you know, five years and I, I didn't know that you had to do it that way because they just right. never uh, had the awareness of how those hands should be moving. And, mm -hmm. and that's maybe one of the differences why some people become elite athletes is that they really have this natural uh, ability to mm -hmm. see, but, but this definitely helps people who don't have that yes. awareness already. Yes. So I have another question. So like I, we, we talked, Addison and I talked, uh, I think it was last week, Addison? Yeah, we had a really good conversation. I really appreciate your, your time on the phone. And uh, I, I obviously have been thinking a lot about Hack Motion, the product. Um, obviously, um, I'm a TPI certified um, baseball person. So I understand from a TPI perspective and, and what they've done with, you know, the, the mobility screens and understanding how the body links together and understanding the sequencing of the body for being able to be to be at an efficient movement pattern, being able to move more efficiently, right? And what I'm finding, the biggest problem with wrist activity in baseball and in softball is that when the wrists, the, the wrist has to engage late in order for the barrel to be in sequence to move faster. Right, so real true wrist and get at least the release of it, the release of it, going to that uh, that ulnar deviation. So we got radially, we got that ulnar, but the release has to happen late in order for the uh, us to maximize barrel speed. But what's happening is people are losing their barrel too early, and then they end up using their 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 arms more than they than we want to. 
in the game. So the biggest thing that I see for this, and I, I'm not sure if golf works that way. I, I, I don't know if, if that release of the of the of the club head is that it's something that happens late or not. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there are two things in golf. One is uh, you should uh, there's this term casting of the club. Yes, when you uh, cast it early. Yes. But often this uh, terminology gets uh, mixed up. There are uh, so casting would be that you very early uh, lose yes. all the wrist hinge. Mm -hmm. However, some uh, players then uh, do the opposite. They think that they'll hold it just as long and they never release. Too it. long, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh -huh. it's really a matter of uh, timing, mm -hmm. and uh, that, that's what you can see with with uh, our software is when that release happens. And actually, it. It, it happens right in a similar position for the professional players mm -hmm. and uh, the amateurs usually do b b both ways it's very popular to cast it mm -hmm. and then when you when the coach often tells you just hold on to it then the opposite is you never really, <laughs> so, really so you okay. can really see the timing really well with the software because it gives you like a, a line of, of how those wrist angles were changing and you can see where when the change exactly happened and compare them to professional players. Mm -hmm. And the other thing in golf, specifically, it's not, not just when you release, but what is the club face doing, as I mentioned. So it's also getting into a good position at the top. So if in golf, if you get into a bad position mid-downswing with an open club face, it's very mm -hmm. hard to recover from that position in this uh, split second right. before impact. So that's uh and that, that baseball is so, is so similar. I mean, it's this this is going to be the solution that we need because it's such a similar um, the similarities are there. But and I think what's what's even more difficult with baseball is that not knowing when to release. If I release too early, I'm screwed. If I release too late, I'm screwed. <laughs> right? But then this ball might curve five feet in front of me, three feet in front of me, two feet in front of me, even later than that. So now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm done, and then and, that's, and a lot of times that that's what we get. So uh, this is, <laughs> I'm getting more excited and excited the more I talk to you guys about this. Um, so what what's next? When can we expect this product uh, to come along in baseball? Uh, how far away are we from realizing? Um, how far away are we from getting in the, into the hands of some of some of the some of the more progressive coaches out here in the baseball and softball world? Yeah, so basically we are actually really close. So we are now working to, to fine tune these detection algorithms so the, the system works fluently, picks up the shot uh, shots and, and you could basically use it as advanced measurement instrument. Mm -hmm. And that we actually plan uh, to, to release to first testers, uh, maybe even by the end of the April. Right now, you know, with all the, the virus crisis and everything, schedules are, are a bit moving around, mm -hmm. uh, but, but we don't see any, any kind of particular obstacles for us to, to, to do that. And so uh, the, the current uh, plan for us to, to release it as, as soon as we can, do you fine tunes basing on the feedback to really understand what are the core phases, the key metrics, the the uh, kind of key things you 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 want to see in the data? Fine tune it uh, for for the user to be easy to use, and then release it to general public. So and and this ease of use is something that I can't stress enough. It, it, it's that we are true believers. Uh, that the system to be effective in actual lessons, it has to be 
super simple to use. And by super simple, I mean literally like 30 second setup is something that, that we are we have achieved in, in golf. And, and uh, we, we think that in baseball, it, it has to be the same or even maybe even faster, depending on, on the type of, of students, lessons, like the, the whole arrangement. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, that, that is something that we have seen from, from a lot of uh, tech products out there that uh, a lot of them provide really interesting data, really meaningful data. But the problem is if the setup takes like even 10, 15 minutes, it's, it's way too much for, for uh, uh, using average lessons. So that is something that we, we are definitely focusing on. And that's why we need these kind of uh, fast iteration loops, test what's working, what's not working, and then just focus on the things that, that actually gets used, not to clutter the interface and the device with unnecessary features. So, so that's our approach, how we kind of lean uh, towards the, the end product. Let me ask you guys a question, because when I first saw this, when I first saw the product and I saw the product in use, my first thought was that device is, to wait, is way too big. That was my first thought, that first thought. And I'm sure you, I, I don't know how much pushback and how much what the feedback has been. I'm sure it's been positive, but for people that are out there, I already know what they may be thinking in their head, obviously. Wow, it's such a big device. Is it going to alter my swing? Is it heavy? You know, is it is it light enough? Am I going to feel it? Is it going to be a distraction? Is it going to? Am I going to be conscious of it? And it's, it, because I feel like it's in the way. How how have you guys addressed that part of it? Um, and is that even an issue? Well, yeah. Really, if you think about dimensions, it's really just like a wristwatch on your wrist. Okay. And then uh, actually even uh, smaller on the palm and the weight is less than two ounces. So it's just 50 grams. Okay, uh, Addis, hold that up again. Yeah, so, so most of, of this, yeah. well, the, the listeners can't, can't really see the device, but basically it consists of two parts. Mm -hmm. uh, one is like bigger watch face and the other is like super small watch face. And the, mm -hmm. the whole thing together with the straps, everything is 50 grams. And, and the overall feedback once people put it on and really start to move around is, is it, it's actually lighter than most wristwatches, certainly lighter than most smartwatches. So uh, in, in the end, we, we don't really get any, any negative feedback regarding this, so. Okay, that's good. So Addis, one thing that we talked about on, on our, uh, last week, we, we, we had a really good conversation about technology implementation and the biggest issue I, th I think as I'm thinking and I, this is the first time I've actually thought of this just now I, I thought there aren't real how many people were on the, on the golf team for Latvia was there a golf team or were you just representing yourself independently uh no there, there was a team so we had the team but say it, mostly it was selected uh, based on tournaments but actively there would be some uh, 20 uh players both uh, uh male female mm -hmm. Uh, and do, and, do you guys train individually or you train as, as a group or both? Uh, so uh, we would uh, train together for camps. Mm -hmm. So you go together to a, a training camp. And then, of course, you have assignments individually uh, training. Uh, because, of course, uh, people are on different golf courses and, uh, and uh, some, some travel more for tournaments, some less. So I feel like in a, in a, for, a, and I'm, you said about 20, okay. So I feel like for baseball and softball, because of the roster sizes and the amount of time, specifically at the collegiate level, even the youth level, 
the amount of time, the limited amount of time that these teams have to train, some coaches are finding it very difficult to implement the technology into the, into the program because of the time it takes to either calibrate, set it up, read it, you know. So I want to, I want to find, I want to talk to you about ease of use in the, in the, in the interface, how easy it to use, is it to use, how easy it is it to learn and what type of support do you guys have in place for those who um, are thinking about employing this type of technology? Yeah, so these are, are super, super valid questions. And yeah. as, as I explained earlier, that, that our biggest learning from, from actually all the applications in golf is that the ease of use is key for any device to, to uh, be kind of useful in, in the actual train, like average training session. And so uh, the, the, one of the main things is that we provide software in, in iPhones and iPads. So it's super lightweight, super portable. So you don't have to have any kind of camera setups or, or anything. So basically it's this small reach, wristwatch type of device and, and your iPhone is the minimum setup that is, is fully uh, uh, enough to, to, to get full benefits of, of the, the device. And obviously you can set them up in studios on, on bigger computers and projector screens if you're mm -hmm. into that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's sort of an extra uh, regarding this. Uh, the, the other thing is that the putting on the device is, is literally 30 seconds. So it's basically like putting on two wristwatches, the opening of the app is, is, is super fast and the calibration is basically uh, two button presses and, and you're done. So we, we've been really literally measuring that you can set up the system in 30 seconds. And uh, 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 so in, in a lot of cases, even the students themselves can set it up because you don't like it, it's one, one person's job. You don't need okay, to okay. wear anything or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So you can get your, your, your student can prepare for himself, get ready like one minute before for you maybe uh, join the session and then you can work, uh, start working right on. And, and this is definitely a, kind of our focus for the whole product mm -hmm. uh, because we, we really understand that, that the ease of use is, is the key because otherwise uh, you just can't uh, kind of structure your, your lesson around the tech if it takes out valuable time. And, and yeah, we actually really enjoyed your, your, uh, this article regarding the, the use of tech in, in baseball. And, and we saw that, that really you, you kind of phrased the, the problem very accurately what we see in golf. And what's actually been key to our success in golf is, is that we really focus that it's something that is, is worth taking out of your bag, even if you maybe want to do five swings. Uh, uh, and, and get numbers on that. So mm -hmm. it, it doesn't require you to kind of have some sort of special agenda for lesson just to mm -hmm. use the, the mm -hmm. device. Yeah, I, yeah, I got that. Thank you, that was great. Uh, so now, now we got that out of the way. So what else you guys want to talk about? Is, 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 are we good or you want to go into how people can get in touch with you, where they can follow you on social media? Um, are you going to have a separate social media account for hack, like Hack Motion Baseball? Or, or are you just going to keep it hack motion or you know, hack motion golf, hack motion baseball, or is everything going to be the same thing? Is there a knowledge base? Is there a, a, some type of certification for learning how to use the software or some kind of courses on your site to train people on how to read the graphs? 
Because I will yeah. tell you right now, baseball and softball people, we do not read graphs. <laughs> I think golf people more than we do. They say the graphs, they're like, oh my God, look at the graph. The yellow line, the green line. And baseball people are like, no graphs. I don't want to see a graph. <laughs> so talk to us. So yeah, if you are interested to follow uh, the progress and updates, mm -hmm. then we've set up a special uh, uh, page where you can subscribe. Mm -hmm. So for baseball, that's uh, hackmotion.com slash baseball. Okay. I think uh, you can also link it afterwards in the notes if you're when you're distributing the podcast. Mm -hmm. So then you can insert your email there and subscribe to uh, all the updates. We will we have uh, our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. a general um, page for both uh, currently golf and baseball. We probably will uh, keep it that way, at least mm -hmm. for a while, but mm -hmm. uh, any updates that uh, will be kind of uh, maybe not uh, very specific about app development, but in general more than you, you can find there. And then we have also set up a special a learning center section on our homepage, okay. hackmotion.com. And uh, one of in the, if you go to the menu, you'll see learning center. So there is both how to interpret uh, the graphs, but there's also just how to interpret numbers. Okay, what does it mean as a, we both provide the graph, which is just a number at, uh, you know, frequency 100 times a second. And then you can also get actual number at address top of the backswing or the impact what your wrists are doing. Okay. So uh, we, we're publishing and cooperating with uh, known uh, and respected coaches in the industry. Mm -hmm. So when uh, they record a video, uh, how they're using uh, data or how they're using for certain drills, and then they we publish it and then other coaches and players can learn. From it. So that's all on our homepage as well. I saw that, that was great, that was great. All right guys. Um... I mean, I've got, I got nothing else. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, Transcending Sport. We have, <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to miss, we have Addison Reinhold, and uh, Addison is the CEO of Pack Motion, and Reinhold is the, he has so many different titles, we didn't even have, we couldn't even figure out what we wanted to call him, but let's say he's the uh, product development, uh, coach communication, marketing, uh, genius of, of the of, of the firm. Let's <laughs> uh, say that. Spot on. Spot on. All right, guys. Um, thank you for coming on, and we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Yeah, really appreciate being here. Thank you for inviting. Thanks for coming on. All right, have a good day. Stay safe. Thank you. Bye, bye. Now.